You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. I have an amazing new resource for you, and I am so thrilled to finally be able to share it. I have created a quiz so that you can find out what your love type is. This quiz is going to take you just a few minutes, and by answering some questions, you'll get a better understanding of what some of your biggest blocks to calling in the relationship you most desire are so that you can clear them. Not only are you going to find out what your love type are, but I'm going to give you personalized recommendations for resources that'll really help you move along your journey so that you can call in the love you most desire. You can check the quiz out by visiting bit.ly slash love type quiz. Again, that link is bit.ly slash love type quiz. And of course, I will link it in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I am really excited for what we're discussing today. This is going to be so good, really powerful and interesting and different. And I am teaching... I'm teaching a couple of things that you may have heard in some way, shape, or form, and I'm going to be speaking on a consciousness concept that we have never discussed that's just so freaking good. You're going to really, really love this. So what we're talking about today, why be yourself is ruining your dating life. This is some of the most popular advice that we get, right? Like everyone, just be yourself when you're dating, just be yourself. And The sentiment is great, but the way that it's practiced, the way that it shows up for most people is really not serving them. It's really leading them astray. And so let's talk about that. Let's break this down. Let's understand. Let's understand what you should really be doing instead. So what I want to address first is why this is advice that does not serve most of us. Just be yourself. Does not serve most of us. The reason that it does not serve most of us, the reason that it's often not good advice is because if you're just being yourself, When it comes to dating and relationships, you are going to be relying on your instincts. Okay. So we have to make a distinction here because instincts are an amazing thing. They're powerful. They're amazing. They're very strong. We need our instincts. We love our instincts. They're wonderful, but our instincts are coming from the more base part of ourselves. Our instincts are coming from the more the less evolved, the animal part of us, okay? That's what our instincts are. Our instincts tell us, you know, if there's danger, you need to run or freeze or fight, right? Our instincts tell us that we need rest when we're tired. Our instincts tell us when there's danger, when we're safe, right? So our instincts come into play and they keep us alive. Like we love our instincts. They're wonderful. They are the more animal part of ourselves, you know? Our dogs also have amazing instincts, So our instincts are a great thing. We're not putting down our instincts. We love them. But when it comes to relationships, our default is going to be our instincts. That means our default way of behaving is going to be the animal way. 
the animal part of ourselves is going to be the one, you know, leading the way, making our choices. So the distinction we have to make here is we have our instincts, right? This coming, this part that comes from this animal part of ourselves. We also have our intuition. So humans are not like all other animals, right? We are different. We're not like all other animals because we have access to this higher part of ourselves, this part of ourselves where we can connect with the collective unconsciousness, where we can connect with divinity, where we, you know, recognize that we have a soul or something higher beyond just us and our bodies. When you're creating a relationship, you have to make the decision. Am I going to create an animal relationship or am I creating the higher human relationship? I need to come up with a good term to describe this. If someone knows something brilliant, tell me because I haven't figured out exactly what I want to call it yet, but it's that higher human part of yourself. If you're choosing your partner, if you're choosing your relationship based on your instincts, you're going to end up in a more animalistic relationship. If that's what you want, that's all fine and good. When I'm talking about an animalistic relationship, that means that you're going to be drawn to the person that you have the most chemistry with. The person where it's like the main thing that is drawing you to that person is your sexual desire for them. And in certain situations, that's ideal, right? Like you may be at a place where like, that's what you want. If you're talking about a fling, then let the animal part of you do the choosing. I mean, that'll be a hot, great, fun fling. If what you want is a deep connection, devotion, commitment, someone who is going to help you expand and grow and create your best life and become the highest and best version of yourself, it's not necessarily the same person. More often than not, it's not. It's a different person. And we miss that. It's very easy to miss that because we think that it should just be the same person. We think whoever I choose should just be the one who's the right one. So that's the first thing you have to understand is that like, which part of you is going to be doing the choosing? If you go to your default, it's going to be the instinctual animal part of yourself. If you want something different, you have to choose from your higher self. All right. So that's the first thing is so being yourself, doing whatever you want, it's often going to lead you astray. For most women, the way that this looks like is they're going to choose the man that they feel the most chemistry with, the most attraction to. And then they're in a relationship with him or they're dating him. They're trying to be in a relationship with him. And it's like, well, why isn't he doing this? And why doesn't he want commitment? Why doesn't he do that? And it's like, well, the part of you that chose him didn't care about those things. That's not who he is. That's not what he desires to give. That's not what he is providing or bringing in this relationship. In any relationships, perhaps, but certainly not in this particular dynamic. Okay? So that's the first thing. The thing that you're defaulting to is not going to be serving you. What you have to do instead is you tap into that higher part of yourself, your intuition that that is going to support you so much more in creating an actual loving relationship. Okay. So here's a really good example of this. Your higher self, your, that very human spiritual higher part of you can recognize that you are okay, that you're safe, that you know, not being in a relationship does not mean you're endangered. It doesn't mean that you never get to have love. Your higher consciousness, your human part of yourself gets all of that. Your instincts don't get that. That is why 
you're seeing someone and he seems like he's losing interest, it can feel like panic where you're just like, where is he going? What am I going to do? It's because the anxiety, that's your instinct, right? Your instinct tells you that this is dangerous, you know, but that's like the basest part of yourself. It's the lower part of yourself. The more you can continually tap into the higher part of yourself, your intuition, your more divinely connected part of you, the less you're going to feel that, right? Because you'll always be able to come back to the truth. Our instincts don't look for the truth. Our instincts think in much more black and white terms. Our intuition can always recognize the truth. Our intuition is the part of us that's able to say, I know that I'm worthy of love. I know that I get to have love. I know that it's this or something better. I know that he's here. I know that I can have whatever I want. Are you getting this? Okay, so that's the first thing that you really have to understand. The next part that you really, really need to get, and this is a concept of consciousness, and this is going to help you understand manifesting and the energetics of manifesting. And this is a little bit of a different way than I've spoken about before. This is the first time I'm teaching this. So bear with me. I'll teach about it more and it'll, my delivery will come smoother, but this is the first time I'm teaching on this, but it's really, really powerful. So this is a concept from a book called Reality Transurfing. Reality Transurfing is a tome. It is a huge book by this Russian physicist who was writing about like quantum mechanics and quantum physics and all this stuff. And he just went in on it. And I was, I've been devouring this. It's so, so interesting. So one of the concepts that I got from reality transurfing, it's basically just a way of understanding things. And I'm not saying that this is fully original from there. This is where I develop my understanding. You can think of like the universe is there are, I think he refers to it as alternative space. So it's like right now, you're living on one particular lifeline, right? You're on a lifeline. These are just the terms, okay? So you're on a particular lifeline. And on this lifeline that you're currently on, your life looks the way that it looks right now. You know, you have the appearance that you do. You have the amount of money. You have the level of health. You have the dating life. You have the friends. Like, this is your lifeline. But currently, in existence, are infinite other lifelines. And in, on each of those lifelines, there is a different version of you, a different version of you having a different experience. So I'm on this particular lifeline, Crystal, the love and dating coach, married to Kobe. There's another lifeline that's Crystal, the doctor. There's a lifeline that's Crystal, who didn't ever go to school at all. There's the crystal who's homeless. There's the crystal who's a millionaire. There's all of these versions of me or of you, right? So there's these infinite number of options, different lifelines. The things that you desire may be on a different lifeline than you currently are on. So the lifeline that I'm on at this moment it is possible that it does not have everything that I desire. If I stay on this lifeline, then I could just stay on this lifeline and I still never reach all of the things that I want. Are you getting this? I know that this is very esoteric, but ugh, so good. So you may have to shift lifelines. I mean, you're definitely going to have to shift lifelines. You're going to have to shift lifelines because what you're currently experiencing is just going to continue on this lifeline. 
So we can move back and forth on lifelines that are very similar to what we have. There is a lifeline that's just like, boop, like it's just like a little bit over, pretty close to what you're experiencing now, but like your day is going a little bit better or a little bit worse than it is at this moment, right? Where like you dropped your coffee on the floor or you didn't have coffee, you had tea. You know, there's like these smaller variations and it's like we shift between those lifelines all the time and we don't notice because it's like things aren't so different. Like nothing's drastically different. You don't really even notice. But then there are lifelines that are really far away from where you are. So, you know, for all of us, it's like we're sitting here watching, like you're, you're sitting here, you have internet, you're watching something on your computer. The lifeline where you're destitute might be pretty far away. So you're not going to just like hop over that lifeline overnight. There could be a lifeline that's much closer where you lose your job or where you make, you know, a few thousand more dollars in a month. You see what I'm saying? Are you following? Are you here with me? Are you getting this? I know that this is esoteric, but we're going to, we're going to dig into it because, you know, why not? It's powerful. So the way that we switch lifelines is by becoming the person who's on that lifeline. Okay. So this is, this is the crux of it. So I said, why be yourself is ruining your dating life, but it's really, really, I could have called this why being yourself is ruining your life. It's horrible advice, right? Because if you want to switch to a different lifeline, and if you want to do it quickly, you become the person who's on that lifeline, who has the things that are on the lifeline that you desire. So right now in the state that you're in, if What you desire, if you're single and what you desire is a committed, happy, healthy, loving relationship with a wonderful man who absolutely adores you, who makes you laugh until your stomach hurts, who you have a beautiful, passionate, incredible sex life with, who you could just like snuggle with all day long, who you can just have the most fun adventures with just going to Trader Joe's or going to the DMV because like you're just, you love each other and you're just connected. He may be on a different lifeline. So you get clear on what it is that you want. So it's like, okay, this is what I want. That's what I want. I want that, that, oh, that amazing love with that wonderful, wonderful person. So who is the woman that has that? Who's the woman that has that? I'm not talking about some other random woman. I'm talking about who's the woman that is you that has it. You know, what does she do when she gets up in the morning? Does she hop out of bed and race to work? Or does she have like luxurious mornings where she wakes up extra early so she can have coffee in bed and journal and meditate? And then, you know, does she get up and work out before she goes to work? And when she's on her way to work, does she put on podcasts that just like make her feel excited and motivated? Does she listen to music that lights up her soul? Or is she like speeding to work and doing her makeup in the car? Like who is the woman that has that? Okay. Who is that woman? She's still you, but like, what is she doing differently? How is she thinking? What kind of things does she say? How does she feel about men? How does she feel about dating? How does she feel about relationships? How does she feel about herself? How does she feel when she sees people who are in love? 
when she finds out that another friend is engaged and she's still single and she's like, oh, another friend's engaged. This is so annoying. I'm super happy for my friend, but also like, when is it going to be my turn? Or is she like, love is everywhere. I love that my friend's in love because I'm in love and now we all get to be in love together. Who is she? Like, what is she like? What is she doing? So you're on your current lifeline, right? And then there's this other version of you who has that yummy, delicious, amazing, awesome relationship. Who is she? We are so attached to this idea of like, be yourself, just be yourself. Like who you are is enough. Like just be exactly who you are. But like, who the hell are you? Like, why do you have to stay where you are? And I get it. I'm a Taurus. So change scares me. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm not one who's like naturally the most inclined to change. But when you can embrace change, it means that things get to change. And when you're embracing change more often, you're going to see those changes be really positive and great and fun and cool and changes in the direction of what you want. If you're afraid of change, but you don't have every single thing that you want in your life, then guess what? You're not going to be able to get it because it's a big ass difference. If you are single and especially if you are in your 30s or older and you've been single for a number of years and you're independent and you've created this whole life for yourself and you have, you know, maybe an amazing job that you love and you have wonderful friends that you love and you're used to being on your own and taking care of your own damn self and being independent and powerful and in control. It's a big shift to then be in love and building a life with another person and taking another person's thoughts into consideration and checking in with that person and not, you know, just going off and doing things entirely on your own all the time. Like it's a big shift, right? It's a big change. And here's what I see with a lot of women. And this is something I experienced also. It can be great being single. And what I see with a lot of the women that I work with is they don't hate being single. They're not like, oh, this is the most miserable thing ever, but they want to be in love. They want a relationship. They want to be deeply committed. But if their identity has been closely connected to being single, then when they meet their person and they couple up, that is a loss. They are grieving their single selves because that's part of their identity, right? It becomes a part of who you are. It becomes part of how you see yourself, how you put yourself out in the world, how you identify as a single woman. I am a single independent woman. I take care of myself and it's a loss. It requires grieving sometimes because it's just like, wow, that version of me is gone. And I'm hoping, you know, that this new state of being coupled is permanent. And so like, I'm permanently saying goodbye to like this person that I've always been. It's a lot, right? The way you shift is through your energy and your focus. Okay. So I don't want to get too deep in this because I don't want it to get overwhelming. But like I said, you're figuring out who is that person? Who is that woman who has the things that you want? How does she act? How does she think? How does she respond? So you can think about it in a really simple way. For example, often we know that there are certain habits that we want to have. There are certain things we know we want to be, we want to be a part of our life. And then 
we don't do anything about it. We're like, I really should do that. I really should do this. And it's just like, end of discussion, like end of the conversation. <laughs> like, I know I should do that. And like, now I'm moving on with my life. You don't do that. You say, here's the woman that I want to be. What is she doing? And you start doing those things. You start living as that version of yourself. The other thing is you start focusing and thinking the way that version of you thinks. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that, you know, what you want is to, you know, like, let's say that your example was like, to, you're a business owner and you wanted to have a million dollar business. So it's like some little hiccup happens in your life, right? And it's like, instead of reacting the way that you're reacting, you ask yourself like, well, what does million dollar version of me do? How does she respond to this? Is she like triggered and losing her mind and really upset and worked up? Or is she like, doesn't care about this because we're talking about something that wouldn't have an impact on her life at the level she's at. Does that make sense? So it's like you're projecting your energy into the version of you that has the things that you want. So instead of looking at it from like the outside and being like, well, when I have that, I'll do this. You operate from where you are, but you act in that way. So with dating, the version of you that is in love and just like happy and like feels good about herself. When a guy doesn't call, like, is she panicking? Is she like, oh my God, I'm not getting love. What am I going to do? No, she's like, love is everywhere. I'm so in love. I'm so happy. Like, keep it moving. It's about the way that you're directing your focus and your energy is the bottom line. Just makes it sound simple. It's simple. It's not always easy to remember in practice, I guess, is the truth of it. It's not that it's hard. It's just something you have to practice. It's something you have to do. It's a muscle. The way that we're usually operating is by focusing on what we have. We're focusing, we're looking around, we're saying, oh, this is my world. This is what I have. This is who I am. I'm at a desk. There's a bookshelf. This is like, this is my life. This is how, like, this is it. This is what we focus on. With this, this is not the only thing you focus on. You focus, not that you're like completely out of the present moment, but you put your focus beyond that also. You keep bringing your focus back to what you want to create, back to like where you want to be. So one of the things that happens really commonly is that something a little negative will happen. It can be something small. It can be you sleep past your alarm. It could be you stubbed your toe. It could be, you know, your friend says something obnoxious and you're like, why did she say that? It can start off as something small. And so you're on a particular lifeline, right? And then on this lifeline, which is a perfectly fine lifeline, right? Nothing horrendous happening. Maybe nothing spectacular, but like, it's fine. You're living life. And then this little annoying thing happens and you're just like, and then you're focusing on it. And you're just like, I hate that this annoying thing happened. And you're on this okay lifeline. And then you're focusing on that. And you're just like, I'm so annoyed. This is so frustrating. And then you switch over 
to another lifeline that's a little bit worse because you've now focused, you've focused your energy and your thoughts and your attention on this lifeline that's just a little bit worse. Probably not anything horrendous, but worse than where you were. And then on that lifeline, it's much easier to move into the negativity because there's more things happening. On that original lifeline, it may have just been a fluke. People stub their toes onward and upward. People run late. People get tickets. But it's all okay. It's when you start focusing and then you start moving on to worse lifelines. Lifelines that are further away from what you desire. You could be on a perfectly fine lifeline where work is fine, friends are fine, life in general is fine, but dating sucks. And then you keep talking about to your friends about how much dating sucks. And you keep moving these lifelines further, further away from the lifeline where job is good, friends are good, life is good, and you're in a great relationship. Because you're focusing on that thing. You're giving energy to the thing that you don't want. And you're shifting into lifelines that are encompass what you've been focusing on. Okay, so... Like I said, this is the first time I'm ever teaching this particular concept in this particular way, but I love it and I am going to teach it more and better and give better and better examples because we're all, we're all learning and growing, right? No one's perfect. Not even me. So I hope this served you well. Bye. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. I love creating this content. I love this podcast. And there's nothing I want more than for more women to have happy, healthy, loving relationships with the man of their dreams. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps so much. It is the only way that we are going to get this content into the hands and ears of the women that really want it and need it. So if you have been listening for a while and you're absolutely loving the podcast, leave us a rating and review. It means absolutely everything to us. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 